The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Sam, did you know there were hills in Lodi? Uh, <laughs> I did not. That was a, that I mean, nice you come four. you come out of the hills. I mean, my impression would be you come out of the hills into Lodi, like out of the foothills, coming down from you know Kirkwood or something, and you get off the highway and you end up um, on what is that? It's another highway, but like 81, 80, 88, 88, 88, 88, 88, 88. and it's actually twelve combined. and twelve. And right, I mean, they, they that is right there. That is yeah. the uh, you know the 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 link Sonoma Valley Sonoma County to Lodi is it's Highway 12 like the beginning and the end of Highway 12 or yeah. or the two ends of Highway 12 I don't want to say oh it goes one way past Lodi way past oh it does oh yeah it goes like I almost all oh. the way to to the uh, state of Nevada holy shit yeah oh, shit. it goes quite far I know it's it probably blowing the minds of people from the north coast but that right. it Highway, goes Highway 12 County, goes from but... Napa to Sonoma that's all I got <laughs> <laughs> Highway 12 goes all the way to... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it goes quite far. I mean, I know it went to Lodi, but I didn't know it went... Did you yeah, know it's, that? At some point right after the town of Clements, it splits off. Okay. And uh, 88 goes one way. Right. And then 12 goes another way. Um, okay. But it, yeah, it continues on and... Uh, Let me much check in matter. this book of Lodi. Right. Well, there might be a if, map. Is there a map in this amazing book? The last time I did this drive, I was looking for your... I mean, some of the landmarks basically that I know from your Instagram, Jeff. Yeah. Should we introduce our guests? <laughs> nah. Bart? Sam, who wants to do the introduction? You go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Who's in charge here? We uh, shout out to John Myers, who his special assignment right now is um, getting healthy and healing, um, who would would have reined us in five minutes ago right. if you've lasted this far you get a discount at danesellers.com um <laughs> it's all good i'll i'll do it the perlegos brothers yes perfect uh from lodi um owners of the stampede vineyard that's what right that's correct um which correct. if you are somebody who follows california winemakers on Instagram, um, you've seen the Stampede Vineyard because the list of wineries that you guys have sold to is impressive. I, I mean, thank you. And then there's also Cherry House, correct? That's right. Um, one is old vine, one is newer plantings, or are they both considered almost old vine? old vine. Does that count? Yeah, almost old vine. <laughs> well, I actually wanted to have these guys on during cherry season but it seems like such right. a hit or miss thing <laughs> that's like the hardest crop to get your hands on is the cherries the right cherries. yeah um, fortunately slash unfortunately we've pulled those cherries out at this point and um we're going to be replanting with most likely gra more grapes uh, well yeah. that makes sense <laughs> i mean heartbreaking sorry to sorry to bring sense. up a sore subject <laughs> no it's okay you know they, they say in um when, when you grow cherries like one in five years you make money, the other four you lose. 
And I think we did it for about 10 seasons. We're still waiting for that fifth. That fifth that season, season, season just to hit. Yeah. <laughs> sure, so it passes us so right? twice. They they do use quite a bit of water, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's also just like the everything about the... I mean, the, uh, grape flowers are fragile, but cherry flower blossoms are even more difficult to yeah. pollinate and get to set fruit, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, like, death looks at every corner for, for a cherry tree and a cherry blossom, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you look at a cherry tree wrong, it'll just it'll just die. I mean, they're very shallow-rooted, number at, one. Death looks at every corner? Oh, my God. Is that lurks, what you just said? Lurks, lurks, at, every lurks at every corner for a cherry tree. Um, the 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 idioms we're getting today. I, I know. The other one when when um, was beware of a Greek bearing gifts. Was yeah. the, the Trojan horse of yeah. the boxes. Beware Greek bearing up. gifts. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. No, well, so that, we maybe that's a good place to to start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Yeah. When your father immigrated here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when was that? Um, sometime in the early 1950s. So okay. it was quite. A long time ago, my my dad was a bit of an older dad, um, so he he immigrated in in the fifties by himself as a young man, um, you know, basically fle fleeing Greece. Uh, <laughs> Greece Greece was involved with, and uh, you know, after World War II, was really 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 poor. Um, I mean, don't look at it today. Today it's all parties and good time and um, island hopping and all that. But back then, I mean, life was was much much different for him and. Uh, reality was was very different. Post World War II Europe, right. obviously, then a, a really long, um, terrible civil war in Greece. In Greece, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Communist versus the uh, uh, the, the uh, capitalist, I guess, or right. the anything uh, communist. <laughs> no, not communist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, I had no idea that 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 had happened. I, uh, did you know that there was a civil war in Greece and it was about communism? I mean, I guess it makes I mean, sense. Uh, yeah. sh a, it's just an indictment of. Sonoma and Petaluma public schools. Well, sure. <laughs> First of all, and you know, did our did the history books that we have go to the fifties? <laughs> Barely, right? Yeah, no, you're right. It and, went right to the sixties, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and also, I mean, that's the, not really... my book started in the sixties, right? <laughs> but I mean, that's not American history, right? Or and world no. history, it, it's Making not relevant to to it. So anyway, sorry, but the dis distraction. No, no, not at all. Um. So so anyway, he, you know, he. He grew up really, really poor, as as did my mom, and as did most people in those days. And um, he had an opportunity to to emigrate to the U.S. and he did, and he actually came by boat. He didn't come by airplane. Remember, this is in the '50s, so a lot of people still came by boat right. in those days. I think Ellis Island was closed, so he wasn't an, an Ellis Island uh, person. But um, there was other ways to you know right. to take care of of immigrants in those days. And um, and then John chime in here anytime uh, if I miss anything. But um, and then he traveled. John's busy pouring the wine. Yeah, he's doing the work. <laughs> I know what I got. As do. always, the important stuff. <laughs> I'm doing the talking, and he's doing the the heavy lifting. <laughs> right? That, that, brothers sounds like my, that sounds like my family. <laughs> <laughs> and then he um, he came to California with the train. Okay. Uh, it was that that long ago, and um, so boat to New York, train to San Francisco, to California, to California. Yeah. And then, of course, probably not horse and buggy to Lodi, but right. eventually so, somehow he got to Lodi. He had one uncle that was here at the time, which is why he and other members of our family uh, came to California versus in, like where every Lodi, other Greek goes right. is Chicago. Right. I mean, that's, our area. Yeah. That's yeah. the interesting thing is that is that I know with my relatives, when I asked them why they came to Petaluma, they both said because it reminds us of home. 
um, which is always, you know, I, I guess I understand both of those a little bit. But um, it was also because there was some other family member that was there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going to Chicago, sure, that would make sense. But coming to Lodi, maybe not so much. Yeah. And actually, you know, before my dad had come, my grandfather, um, his dad, had come as a young man to the U.S. And as did his brother. He had two older brothers. They actually, they're, they were even much older than him. So imagine my, dad, my father was pretty old. His dad was pretty old when he had him. His, his brothers were pretty old. My, brother, my, uh, my grandfather's brother, John, who John is named after, actually fought in the Spanish-American War for the US, U.S. Navy. And then he had a brother. They had another brother named George who fought in either World War I or World War II. I, I forget. And then, but my grandfather had come, um, and they were in Chicago at the time. So right on, you know, right, right on par. Right, right. And um, he spent many years there. And then eventually, I mean, he came as a young man, like a young boy, I should say. He grew up with his brothers and then got a certain age. I think his father got sick back home, left, went back to Greece and never came back, got married. This was your grandfather. This is my grandfather. Interesting. Yeah. And um, then, you know, had my uncle, my, my dad's brother, my dad. And, um, you know, so they never, ever came back to the U.S. And then my dad was the first one in the Prolegos family to come over all right i mean of that generation right. say yeah and that was 50 something yeah in 51 right. 50, i think 1951 1951 yeah. my dad came over yeah um he went and lived in a in a, in a labor camp right 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 serious yeah you worked he lived there for a couple of years i believe I until so. they started working more out in more, lodi out in lodi mm -hmm. yeah right. more and more family would a few other family members and 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 um, a lot of other like friends that they had from their area in Greece had come out. And then I think they all pulled their money together, um, rented a house on Pine Street in Lodi. If you guys are familiar with Lodi, it's kind of a, a it was like, a famous road in the, it's back in like the day. Main and Main back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And lived together and, until they were all able to amass a little bit of money and, and eventually do some, some different things. Our, our father, you know, got into the grocery store business. He was able to um, buy a um, grocery liquor store um, in in the community, um, made some more money, and then eventually was able to move as you know, continue working in the the, the grocery store business. We had it until way after he, he passed away, but um, got into farming. It was, for him, it was something that he could. Um, was it? Um, well, when he first arrived and went to the labor camp, he that's what anyone did. I mean, they didn't have any language, yeah. just like any other immigrant from any other country. Um, you know, unless you have, I, I don't want to say a skill because everyone's got some skill, right, that, that, that they know. But um, that, with, especially with, with no English in those days, especially, the only choice was to work on the farm. So he was working. Um, living in the in the or, labor camp yeah, and working in vineyards and, and other farms in the area, right. doing did, whatever. Did was there like farming heritage in the family? Like where in the where in Greece was the family? Was there you know there's yeah obviously vineyard and and lots of agriculture in, in yeah. Greece. Yeah, was we, that part of where you came from or, or where they came from or no? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. my parents. So not that everyone I, you know the, the school system probably doesn't do a good job of world geography as well but <laughs> so if everyone if everyone knows where greece is or what greece looks like there is the part of the peloponnese which is in the mainland that looks like a like a, a four-finger hand and our parents are from the area called tripoli not tripoli libya but tripoli in greece and it's like right in the middle 
So we're near like so Kalamata. For, for those of you at home listening, Jeff is pointing to his hand, uh, like sort of halfway up the back of his hand. Yeah. The it, four fingers being sort of the four peninsulas of, yeah, the, okay. of the Peloponnese. And yeah. so uh, that's where we're from. It's like a place where no tourists go. It's it's mountainous area. Or, you know, it's a, it's a valley in between, a, surrounded by mountains. Right. But uh, um, and but we're very close to, um, obviously, you've heard of Kalamata. It's not just an olive. It's it's actually a real city. <laughs> and uh, Sparta, it actually is a place. So Sparta is really close. Every, all these are like, right. you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. And even... Um, and even though it's mountainous, about 30, 40 minutes, we could be uh, at the beach. So it's a great right. place to go at, when, when we go with our families now. Um, great place to go. We still have like a little house there um, from back in the day. Nice. And um, we could be at the beach in half an hour. If not, we're in a place where there's not really, you know, outside of other Greek families that have immigrated to Australia, Canada, U.S., who are coming back for the summer, there's not much in terms of tourism, right. except maybe at Easter time. It's a, kind of a popular place for for Easter time, but um, but anyway, that that's that's where they're from, and yes, farming is very much in the family. You you can't survive, and you know it was a it was a right, means of survival. Was it was the only thing they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and what I mean, obviously all, but like what were the what uh, are the crops that are grown there? Yeah, our area actually doesn't have no olives, olives right? Not it's, really. That's, no, you, it's, it's near it's Kalamata, shocking. but doesn't have olives. Exactly. Well, it's it's the weather. If, okay. if you go to Kalamata, it's too uh, cold. It's it's just a little too cold. Yeah, it's at elevation. It's about twenty four hundred feet elevation. Um, it's kind of like a Placerville, if you will, like right. kind of that. So there's a lot of apples. There's a lot of sour cherries. Right. So if um, I don't know if you guys have, you know, it's quite a big thing in the Balkans and and in Greece to uh, sour cherries. Um, they're quite delicious when they're sweet. Um, so there's what else? Pears, pears, potatoes, pota- lots uh, of potatoes. Lots of potatoes. <laughs> <Grape>. <laughs> a lot of grapes. I had to, to say there's terroir and potatoes, but man, potatoes are good. Potato. Freaking great. Well, there should yeah. be terroir and potatoes. They're literally yeah. in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> I mean, wow. Literally like soaking up the flavors of the soil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now is that store still there? The grocery store? Yes. Yes. And is it functional? Like it's operational? Yes, it's um, still it's transformed a bit. It's but. transformed. It's transformed into more of a liquor store these days. We don't own it. We've sold the business. Right. We continue to own the the land. Um, it's our mom's now. And um, uh, uh, let's be clear, mom owns. Mom owns. Right. We yeah. own nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we get to go and look we're at just, it. Some, we're just servers. When there's stuff to work on, we get. Depends sent. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so she is she like um, selling like baklava or something, right? But. No, no. <laughs> oh. her, her, her baklava is great, though I have to say. You know, sure, hey, if we, her, if we did know, this show during Christmas, we we would have brought more gifts. We'll we'll, we'll come back with well, baklava. Yeah, seriously, the, between the scheduling of this one, some... I know. <laughs> yeah, blame that guy, right? No, no, no. We, 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 we owe you. We owe you a, a tray of, of baklava. Well, no, maybe we should. Um, we're sort of we are burying the lead entirely, as always. The reason that you're here now. Mm-hmm. Is that you're about to actually launch the brand? Correct. I mean, there's an Instagram account that I follow, and that's a, and thank, a website. Thank you. Thank um, you. So wait, was was the, the model before? It was always just we're going to grow these grapes and we're going to sell them to people, and we just don't really have anything to do or want anything to do with making wine. Uh-huh. We're just happy selling the grapes off. But, but so what changed? Well, um, well, nothing really changed, right? We kind yeah. it was kind of always like in the back of our heads to to move forward with. Something in, in, in besides grapes in the wine business, um, we constantly, as as kids 
grew up making wine at home and when we were with just, our dad with yeah. our dad yeah after and after college we kind of during the grape season would always find some time to to make two or three barrels and you know for fun and, and that eventually would become a goal of ours to, to do but you know after both getting married and having kids we kind of yeah it's been it was an afterthought right at some point yeah so so you know goals without deadlines are dreams right as as they say (laughs) and so it was a dream for a long long time (laughs) another one write that one thank you we're philosophizing today (laughs) we have the greeks we're gonna philosophize yeah yeah, exactly that's how it works (laughs) um it no it was it was always yeah no it was it was it's been it's been a dream slash goal for for many years and you know it's very easy to find excuses for not doing things or, you know, um, for not moving forward with things, you know, getting comfortable or just, you know, we were just really into growing our grapes. We were trying to raise the quality of our vineyards and, um, you know, we were learning as well. Um, you know, every year we, we learn something right. Farming. Um, but kids marriage, you know, we can blame a thousand things, but, um, you know, after COVID, we just said, you know, when COVID hit. During COVID, actually. During COVID, we just, um, so, the light switched. But So I, I, you know, I did a little check-in and, and saw that your dad passed away when you were guys in, in high school, or mm-hmm. one of you were in high school. Both, and, yeah. and you both got a lot more involved in the farming at that point. That's um, right. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then. Well, maybe when did, when your dad got the vineyard in the first place. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Okay. But then also, you know, expand into, did you go on and have careers? Do you still have separate careers? You know, right. So real jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, jobs that earn money so that we can spend on farming. Yes, we do have that. Yes, (laughs) jobs that you can that you can. Uh, No, but uh, keep searching for that fifth year in the cherry tree. That's right. So um, (laughs) when John, when both when I obviously I'm older. So when I was born, we um, my parents had a vineyard already. So at some point, I think in the late 60s, my dad was able to scrape together enough money to, to buy a, vi- a house with a, a vineyard on it, uh, 20 acres. And um, so we've always had a harvest every year of our life. So we've and been that's, fortunate. And that's where you grew up was on? We grew up in the country, yeah, on, on the vineyard. Separately, for the same reasons, our parents. Uh, in 1966, my dad uh, started this grocery store, um, kind of, again, on Main and Main in Lodi. Um, and, um, you know, we spent, you know, most of our youth was either in the vineyard or at the store. I mean, the store was seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, my parents worked really hard, um, um, you know, every day, very few days off. I mean, we were back then we were like the only store that was open on Labor Day. Uh, back then, if you recall, people were always closed on Labor Day. That was our, our best day of the year because, you know, we're trying to make every nickel, right? (laughs) Um, so no, we've we've been farming um, all of our lives. Um, you know, properties you know come and go. The, there's only one property that we have today that we've had since my dad was alive, okay. um, and that's uh, 18 acres uh, on Kettleman Lane. It's not anything that you would taste here. It's more of a production vineyard, yeah. and um, we actually planted it actually the year he passed away. So it was a uh, 18 acres of tokays for for irrigated. And then uh, we we ripped it out. We ripped out the entire vineyard except one row. So if you see me post any pictures of any old old like 120 year old toke vines, it's from that yeah. spot. Um, and but you know they they wanted to. My dad was really adamant about saving that last row, which borders up against the neighbors, because it's you know 
nobody could ever dispute the uh, the border that <laughs> that way. And of course, you know, he loved Toke, so we would, you know, um, you know, we had the ability to eat Toke. And actually, those were table grapes back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, right? people ate those for right. They probably sold them really in good. the super in the store, right? We did, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then of course, Thompson seed the seedless grapes um, wiped out all the seeded. Uh, yeah. seated table grapes. And Toke makes like, uh, you know, honestly, and, and maybe I'm biased, but it's probably the best, uh, one of the best tasting uh, table grapes for sure. It absolutely. Is. Yeah. Because yeah. it has flavor. It has a lot of flavor, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, for, it's Bart's first episode. <laughs> We're trying to share microphones so we don't step all over each other. It's not going that well. <laughs> So um, yeah, no, we we replanted that to rootstock, and um, actually furrow irrigated it for the first few years, hand fertilized it. Me and my grandma, who had come from Greece, will will you explain furrow irrigation? Yes, quickly to people who wouldn't necessarily know that concept. Yeah, so so today, everyone you know drives around wine country, and you see you know drip wires hanging from from wires, etc., or they're on the ground. Um, but you know, back in the day before that technology was abundant we used to dig ditches in every row some people in every other row but uh, dig ditches in every row and you know we'd have some kind of a water source uh, either you at least in Lodi there's a lot of irrigation canals that people can draw from or um, you have a well and you just you pop a, a lid and water just comes flowing out you kind of just channel that uh, water from like a, a main irrigation ditch into each individual row which had a furrow or a, a small ditch, and and that's how grapes were watered back in the day. So you had like on the we have flat land, so it was just dist- like district water in an irrigation ditch that comes through the neighborhood, and you tap into it basically. Well, well, well this is out in the country, so you had a well. Okay. So you oh, have it was yeah, with the well. okay. yeah. So it either um, with some, you know, just a well that you'd pop the lid off. You, you do you know what I'm? Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. It's like in, in the ground. Yeah, it's just like in the ground. Yeah, it's just in the ground. You pop it off, it comes out. Or you I mean can, remember where they're at? The water tables right high yeah, there, right? Absolutely, we have gr- and, a and lot so of water. In yeah, so it's not a it's not a artesian well. It's not of what you're saying NID or an right. irrigation ditch. It's right. actually just coming up just, from a big tank, right? And is it pumped into a storage tank? Like, are there places? No, no it's just no. there. Yeah, it's, it's just magical. There. It's, Crazy. Yeah, well, I mean the we- I mean the well is deep, right? It's not like, I mean, I should say the water table is pretty high. And I'm sure it's getting lower these days, but um, traditionally it's been high. We have we don't have a problem with water, and also we have flat land. Don't don't forget that, or pretty flat land, except for these hills that we'll talk about later. That <laughs> we'll talk about later. Um, but um, either that, or there are um, there's irrigation canals throughout the throughout the uh, county uh, county. Thanks, and um, there's just like little openings you, you can pop off and source water from uh, irrigation district uh, canal so there's plenty i mean traditionally there's been lots of water in lodi and you know the big biggest task is to try to plane your vineyard as you're planting it just make it nice and flat so that you can send water down a ditch and it actually stays there and we we had one vineyard that was right next to a canal that uh, i think we didn't have a lot of time to to grade it or we graded half of it i don't recall because we were pretty young at the time and uh, it wasn't exactly, per- you know, by the eye, it looks it looks perfectly right. straight, but it wasn't because water would would go all over the place. So we'd have to build like a lot of dams. Um, there's a lot of 
things you have to do. It's it's torturous work. It like drove <laughs> us nuts and drove us to like that was our run away, run away from farming, literally digging ditches. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. And and now it's all done with lasers. I'm sure. And yeah, I mean, yeah. for those that still farm that way, it's done with lasers and mm-hmm. it's all exact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are people that 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 still, still, still farm continue. that way. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's actually it was quite interesting. There is um a vineyard that's right by my house. It's farmed by a pretty big grower and they have drip irrigation uh, in this vineyard. And I was always like admiring them like, wow, how do they get their cover crop to, to come out so early? So it's like, you know, they, they do really, I mean, they're, they're top-notch farming outfit. Um, you know, they, they spread their compost, they seed their cover crop. And then they're, you know, their cover crop comes out like a month and a half before mine does. And I'm like, how the hell do they do it? And then today I was driving by on the way here. I'm like, oh, that's how they do it. So they actually dig ditches and they furrow irrigate after the season's done. Yeah. So they get that that ground really, really wet. They, they'll cover it up, plant the seeds, and then it's pretty moist already. So yeah. by the time the first rain hits, it's already been germinated yeah. just from the moisture that's in, in the soil from this furrow irrigation. So they do both. That's, and I mean, it seems weird that would blow my mind, but that's a great way to get it's, your. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Plus, you get that you know that if you have irrigation, you wa- you water after the last pick anyway. Right. You know, while there's still some green leaves to build up those carbohydrates, so you have that like double dip on that. Yeah. Plus, you get the irrig- the cover crop sprouted really early. Yeah. That's. I mean. If you can do that, if you well, can, yeah, pretty brilliant. I mean, remember that their soils are a lot more fertile. Right, there's, there's, well, Correct. there is soil, <laughs> and it's flat, yes. and there's water. All these things that we don't have. Yeah, and and and, and we're talking about the, um, you know, these are vineyards that are around Lodi. So yes, right. those ones, yeah, there's flat land because there's non-flat land, and there's non-sandy uh, soil as well, and there are shallow soils in Lodi, and there are stones and rocks. We can talk about yeah. that as well, but um, but yeah, that, I thought it was thought it was quite quite brilliant. Yeah, I'll take it because I, this wine is amazing. It's 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 it's. So you mean the good. wine that we haven't we've the, that we haven't even talked about. Number one, it's beautiful to look at in the glass. In. Oh, thank you. The, the color is gorgeous, and and the nose and the taste. I mean, it's almost like a Kirsch or a Chambord. Like it's got this depth to it of of cherry and berry, and uh, it's, it's really good. Oh, thank you. Thank Mark. you. That's the uh, twenty twenty Cinso from clements hills and actually is grown uh on hills so if you go far enough east uh, in lodi and it's actually maybe about half a mile john half a mile from where stampede vineyard is um um it's a it's a 2020 so this is actually you know believe it or not this is a fruit from a first year vineyard first crop and um uh, um, Clements Hills is not like not like Lodi proper. Um, so you know, so there's there's seven sub appellations within Lodi. Just so you all know. So let's <laughs> yeah. Let me zoom out for a second. Yeah. Lodi is Lodi. What is it? Lodi County. What's the county? San Joaquin. San Joaquin County. Yes. Okay. Uh, the city of Lodi is in San Joaquin County. Yeah. The appellation is mostly in San Joaquin County and. Um, a little bit in Sacramento County as Sacramento well. County. Yeah. Okay. Like there's just, one AVA, one of the sub AVAs is like completely in uh, Sacramento County. Okay. And that's called Slough House. And it's way, way out there and have really, really dark soil, very, very stony, you know, big rocks. Right. Maybe not unlike, you know, Cayuse or some of those, like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stone, okay. like huge stones like that. Um, but anyway, um, this is in Clements Hill. So just the east side, east of-, side of, of Lodi, about well, maybe. 
about 25 minutes driving from See, I mean, it's a it's a big oh, sub Appalachian okay. too, yeah. So you just continue east until, you know, we, we call them the tow hills, not the foothills, but we kind of you know, the, just the, comically the, call it, anecdotally the call it. The edge of the foothills. Yeah, it's the edge of the foothills, like right where our vineyard is, which hugs Highway 12 slash 88. As soon as you cross, like there's definitely a lot of dips and undulations in our vineyard. And then as soon as you go on the other side of Highway 12, that's where the hills really, really start. And so this vineyard, <clears throat> um, it's grown by the Sprague family. Um, is you know pretty you know pretty hilly. I mean, com- not like here, but com- you know, right. not like Amador, but <laughs> but it's gorgeous um, it, when you go there. It's really gorgeous. Yeah, there's rolling hills. Yeah, there. I mean it's it's rolling hills and and oak trees and you know you definitely feel you don't feel like you're in the valley anymore. No, no, um, no. And so you can understand. I mean, we we joke about when we go to Lodi. Brian and I went and um, Tegan took us around yeah. and we went by Stampede that day. Remember? Um, and it definitely wasn't flat, but that's kind of the, the gist of it is that it is. And it's just where the Creek, where, where the, uh, where the river goes through would be the difference in the elevation. Yeah, that's right. So um, the McCallum starts wherever it starts. Right. And so now they've, they've somewhere in the Sierras, somewhere in the Sierras, Up by Yosemite kind of, Right? Uh, no, uh, Alpine County. Alpine County. Uh, okay. See, he knows more than me. So, like <laughs> south of south of. Kirkwood. I have this fabulous um, book. I'm. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> he found the map. <laughs> he found the map. The Trojan horse of this gift is that it was just going to distract us from the show the whole time we were trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we secretly have other people sneaking in, yeah, exactly. taking the wine out the, the front <laughs> <Perfect>. door. <Yeah. laughs> um. So, um, yeah, so the, the McCallum flows all the way from the Sierras all the way uh, to the Delta, right? That's where it eventually dumps into. But before that, it goes through um, the town of Clements. And so our, it's, our vineyard is about maybe a half, a quarter mile from where the river is today. But at the very edge, the very north end of Stampede Vineyard, there's a precipitous bluff, big, big drop off. And so... Um, I mean, obviously, well, I think w- what happened historically is, you know, the water would overflow the regular embankment. This is before they, they dammed uh, Comanche. There's a, a reservoir there called Comanche, and they made a lake. Mm-hmm. But before that, you know, it was open field, right? Things would flood all the time. So that flood would carry a lot of sand deposits, just like we have in Lodi. So Lodi, you know, the Lodi, uh, city of Lodi, the AVA that surrounds the city of Lodi is called Mokalami River. I know it flows right off the tongue as well, but and it's really uh, easy to spell, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but that's where about half the the vineyards are there in Macaulay River AVA, and it's right around Lodi. All the other AVAs, the other six AVAs, they're sporadically planted to grapes at this point. A lot of it is just grazing land in the old days, or they'd grow, you know, a smattering of this or that. Um, you know, there's only about three or four really old vine vineyards that are in Clements Hills at this point. But um, but anyway. Had there been more previously? Not, ter- not a not whole bunch. A lot have been torn out. There's just been a few that are there. Yeah. Been there yeah. So there's like, there's like our vineyard. There's the Docktown, which you guys probably visited uh, with Tegan. And there's another one called Cease. Seuss. See, it's, it's spelled like Seuss. Like Dr. Se- I mean, it's pronounced like Dr. Seuss, but it's pronounced Cease and it's spelled that you and the E are transposed. Okay. Um, and it's oh, one yeah. of the people that actually planted I've our vineyard. I've, yeah. I've never pronounced it right. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know either until yeah, a year ago or something like that. But anyway, um, so yeah, you you go far enough east, and then the soils change. So the the soil profile of Clements Hills is like red 
gravelly soil on hills, not very deep. Um, our particular vineyard, I think, because of our proximity to the Mokolomi, had you know layers and layers and layers of sand, the same sand that dumped into the city of Lodi, dumped on top of the that soil. So we have pretty sandy kind of our soils there are kind of atypical of Clements Hills. But as soon yeah. as you go across the street, a little bit away from where that the area that would flood that you know that areas on both sides of that would flood on both sides of the river, right. excuse me, um, the soils and the hills start. The, the soils become really gravelly, very red and brown, um, and um, volcanic. And volcanic, yeah, yeah, yeah volcanic. So, so this um, this wine here was grown on that type of a of a gravelly of a gravelly soil. Um, and how did you guys decide? So, do, I don't know who decides whether to put an L in Sonso or not. Um, the TTB decides. Because I've seen, how do they, how do people get I mean, away our, with it both ways? Our preference would be to have the L, and we tried, but it got flagged. Okay. I don't know if anybody knows. Really? Yeah, it wasn't worth any. Well, it wasn't worth the fight. Yeah, because and, you see it all the time. Well, I saw I saw it with Bill Frick all the time. I think maybe he, it was think, a back label, front label thing. Yeah, officially, know. like technically, you have to you know spell it the same way that TTB hasn't listed, and that's without the L. So. So it's like we've talked about in the past. I think it depends on the day you send it totally. in. Like and if, and the person, if Shirley is working that day, Shirley's right. just Curly's does not give a fuck. particular about her L's and Sinso. <laughs> she, right. Sure, She's sure, like, sure. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and some people have it. And, you know, once once you're in, I think you can just, you know, right. you, you don't have to ask for permission again. Long, yeah, if you yeah. get it passed once, you're okay. Well, we did it and it got flagged. But some people, they just, you know, they just print it with the L and they don't. They don't care, but right. we don't have to you, draw too much attention you, to you, it. But, yeah, but it, get it the one approved it, with no L, then you print the one with L, and yeah. Well, and then people in Lodi pronounce shit weird anyway, right? Isn't it <laughs> you, like with the grapes, especially like the old school farmers? Like I've heard them pronounce grapes, and I'm like, what are they talking like Kerrigan? about? Kerrigan, Kerrigan, uh, yeah, they're, Kerrigan. They're, they're, yeah, 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 Kerrigan. <laughs> like Mataro Nancy, Nancy from Kerrigan, Kerrigan. yes, Mataro, right? Yeah, I guess is preferred. <laughs> Um, over, no over, but you know, Morgan says Mataro, just well, master of wine, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Twain Peterson. What are you he's, do? A, he's a cool kid, though, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know, is he Chris? Oh, who's Chris? Chris? <laughs> so, how did you guys decide? So, are you not only making wines from your vineyards, but you're pur purchasing fruit from other vineyards, or you're only making wine from yours? No, we're we're purchasing fruit from other vineyards as well. Okay, and, and so, then I mean, what what we what we farm today, just to kind of uh, uh, so, so you guys know, we we farm almost almost all Zinfandel, right? Um, maybe three quarters of what we farm um, is Zinfandel. We have three Zinfandel vineyards. One is Stampede, which. Uh, some people know one is Cherry House, which is a like and we, what are the years planted? Yeah, also, so Stampede John 1920. Yeah. Fuck me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, and there's a, maybe that couple different plantings because, um, but yeah, I think we think that there was a planting for sure, like right around the start of prohibition, just based on ownership, like who, who would have bought it because they were known as vineyardists. It's 20 acres, uh, 20 acres planted today. Um, we have another vineyard that's on the west side of the city of Lodi that we call Cherry House, which is 45 years old. It's 14 acres. and It's, it's almost old vine. Yeah, it's about 45. Yeah, yeah, almost old vine. Middle-aged vine. Yeah. <sighs> it's younger buying, than me. So. Buying portions. 
<laughs> so, and then we have a an 18 acre vineyard, a Zinfandel again, um, just on the east side of Lodi. Um, Is that that's the one with the with, with the, the row, row Tokay. Tokay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to pronounce it. Sorry. With, a, in, with the local vernacular, right. yes. <laughs> T O K A Y, right? It's not the T O K A J I. No, it's T O K A Y. Also, the name of my our high school. Oh, so wow. our high school was named after a grape. Okay. And our rival high school was named after you know their their mascot is the flame, but it is the fire, but it really is named after the flame. <laughs> grape. So it's the flame. Tokay. So the flame and uh, then the Tokay. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But isn't flame isn't flame Tokay? Is that I, I didn't make the decision. So. <laughs> we weren't there in the 50s. <laughs> when, the, yeah. when they bought the, the high 60s, schools. Or the 60s. Yeah. Or the 60s. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but on that property, the one that we're talking about, the kind of more production uh, vineyard, we, a few years ago, we planted about 100 vines of own-rooted Assyrtico, too. Okay. So we had got a little the, empty the Greek, spot. Got the Greek varieties going. Uh, yeah. And okay. this this variety called Vidiano, which we'll get to at okay. some point today. Vidiano, yes? The one, Vidiano. The one that I wanted to pour first and make it sound like a wine that you can't get. Because it's not good. You, you, you put a label can't. on it, you've opened it for us, but you haven't poured it for us because nobody can get it yet. It's the big tease. Or, or yeah, that's the big tease. The big yeah. Tease. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we have that fun of there. And then we when we purchased Stampede Vineyard, the owner at the time, so we purchased it ten years ago, so in, in two thousand twelve. Um, was it a, was it a, like the name brand that it is now? Then were people no no so okay. the no so the it was just a vineyard then with no name. Um, the reason why we called it called the Stampede is because it sits exactly. Let me do my, get my directions here west of the. Um, uh, sta- uh, what are they called? The uh, Clements Rodeo. Buckaroos Rodeo Grounds. And they host an event every year. It's it's the oldest amateur rodeo in the country. And they it's called the Clements Stampede. And if you ever drive on the property, you see this humongous, I'm not going to say obnoxious, it's pretty pretty beautiful, like old school sign that says Clements Stampede on it with a guy on, on a bucking bronco, basically. It's pretty, it's pretty rad, yeah. actually. Um, it's definitely a local landmark. Um, and so how can you not name it Stampede <laughs> with that oh. thing? It's like right next to the so vineyard. So it wasn't, they weren't calling it Stampede Vineyard when you, when uh, you guys bought it. You, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because you know, we, we sold to we sold a lot of the fruit to Bedrock for many years. Right. And when we were talking to Joel or maybe Morgan told us is that when his, his dad went, you know, they used to buy it for Constellation. It was going to Constellation for many years. And they would always refer to it as Stampede just just, as, just because oh, it was in there. The notes, right, yeah, right. it was just in the notes. Yeah, yeah. So they, they would know which vineyard to go to. So, you know, we didn't, wasn't, you know, not rocket scientists here. It didn't right. take too much thinking to come up with it, I guess, you know. Right. There's a sign it's good right for Joel. there. Whatever Joel was calling it is what we're calling it. Yeah, it's, 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 but there's a sign right there. How can yeah. you miss it, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Right. It's the landmark. Yeah. 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 So when we bought that vineyard, um, the owner at the time basically forced us to buy the adjacent vineyard as well. And that was... Uh, 22 acres of Merlot on wire. So we're like, oh my God. Because like we never farmed anything on a wire before. We we're always head pruned, old-ish or old vines. Um, but Wait, we, besides, and, and besides the tokays, we only farmed oh, that, Zinfandel since that's true. we can remember like really after dad la- uh, passed away, you know, it was like all we farmed was Zinfandel. That's so right. 
farming Merlot was kind of like a. Well, and, and Lodi Merlot doesn't quite have the same well, cachet that Lodi Zinfandel does. It doesn't uh, really. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, we we might get I, I, tested in a little bit to see. <laughs> no, no, well, we'll we'll get yeah, to that. We'll, but, we'll but, get, but no, no, we'll no. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. In general, yeah. like Lodi didn't right, have the cachet, right, and now think, now over the last absolutely five ten this, years, it's this, become this was like the this train of thought. Like twelve years ago, ten years ago, when we bought the property. Right? Yeah, we're like, yeah. what the heck are we gonna do with this? Uh, but it was fortunately. Uh, or unfortunately, okay. it was leased out when we bought Stampede, when we bought both properties. Oh, nice. So it was leased out to a, um, a, a, a oh, local. local packing house, vineyard management company, et cetera. So they they farmed it, you know, and we got a, some crumbs every year uh, for the lease, and we were fine with that. We shared it well. We shared the you know the property. It's you know it's adjacent. There's no nothing to block one property from the other, and we that's we stage. When we pick for Stampede, we stage which um, right by the Merlot. There's a barn there. It's uh, we have the room. It's a perfect place to stage and not too far. So yeah, it, and, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, and and to go back to the Merlot thing, I mean, realistically, growers out there planted what they could get a contract for, right? So yeah, yeah. you know, Mondavi Gallo, somebody who somebody Merlot. was buying Merlot, and right. and it was in time where they could plant it and be under contract for so long you know i, I have a friend whose family was out there and uh -huh. dave was do you know dave burlington uh the name is familiar but um, i, I but probably they, know his they face, were, but, they yeah. were always chasing whatever contract was up and you know pull out a block and because someone was offering you know and and again that was more production kind of minded yeah and and you know people are you know most people are you know just trying to earn a living right so they're gonna obviously plant and sell whatever they can get a contract for um and you know it, i mean it is what it is i mean there's there's a lot of there was and there not as much anymore but there's still some merlot planted there's a lot of cabernet there's a lot of chardonnay there's the basic varieties are well well covered and you know that's how people put food on their table and braces for their kids and and, and all of there's that 100 stuff. varieties over there's 100 over 100 varieties. Varieties. There's over 100 varieties i just i was just reading about it yeah <laughs> yeah there's like like 150 i think now at this point there's so many like people are planning i mean the best thing that happened to Lodi, i think is you know napa cabernet right being so expensive it pushed a lot of young people to come out and right. um really seek any, you know any alternative to uh to Nap you know high priced napa valley cabernet but anyway um yeah so there's there's plenty of everything planted uh, and out in Lodi. so we didn't really know what to do with it it was leased out and then you know two years ago it came off a lease so you know we, we inherited it back <laughs> 2020 <laughs> yeah so there's kind of two different blocks there's one I mean, it's 22 acres total. There's like this block of like 21 acres, right? So what are you going to do with that? But then there's this little one acre, one and a half acre block in the front that hugs Highway 12 that we um, um, uh, top grafted to more Assyrtico. So we have a cool. like an acre and a half of Clements Hill Assyrtico that we actually picked this year and, and made. And we'll we'll be adding to the, yeah, it was the first crop from that vineyard. Yeah. Uh, so we're quite excited with that as cool. well. Yeah. And I just want to mention it's 43 minutes in and I've only, I've only had one wine. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we? Oh, okay. so yeah, I was uh, yeah, talking about this wine. Um, anything else to say? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm stuck at this end of the table. So you guys are going to have to facilitate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, we're, uh, we're, we're fired. What's, what's next, John? Wait, wait, wait. 20%, do you want to talk about the, do you want to talk about that wine at all or? Um, this wine, I mean, grown by uh, the uh, Sprague family, Gordon Sprague. When we, um, you, you had asked the question if we're only making wines from our vineyards, and the answer is no. I mean, we started by making a Stampede Vineyard Zinfandel, which we're going to taste here, but we wanted to have a little bit 
of additional you know things sure. we really wanted to be in this mediterranean style slash variety space and just lombio just saw this um, advertisement for senso some of the senso that was available senso i think is the proper way to pronounce it and uh, when i got to the property it was one of those you know that spider-man meme with the three spider-mans and they're pointing at each other i you know we uh the owner and i as it turns out the owner of the property and i were in uh college together so um he we were i you know i, I went to, to school I, I became an electrical engineer and um he i was an he was obviously an electrical he was a mechanical engineer and we would study all the time and we knew each other we're like hey i know you i know you one of those types of things and we took the chance on first year vineyard and i i think it, it did well it's beautiful it's yeah. so fresh um yeah yeah beautiful acidity and the, the, the flavor is just amazing it's just a thank really you yeah you know no added none of our, our wines have um we don't add any use to any of our wines are all naturally fermented natural acidity on everything um you got 20 percent carbonic here so maybe that's where some of that uplifted aroma yeah. is coming from but other than that it's uh whole cluster and uh and some whole cluster some, some destem beautiful so are, are you guys doing the winemaking no, we we make it at a custom crush okay. and um but and you're make it there. Putting the your your call on like yeah the carbonic it, and the okay yeah right. so we we make it at a, actually it's it's it so doesn't it, say Lodi in the back it says Elk Grove yeah because well um we we have a friend that has a, a winery in Elk Grove uh, Christopher Sellers and he also has his own wine and okay. he also has a custom crush business and we we make it there and I'm helping we are helping him kind of replant. Uh, the vineyard, the okay. five-acre vineyard that's on the property. We're trading some work. Cool. In that sense, uh, he does, does a great job with this as well. All right, and what is this wine that we're trying? So this is the uh, uh, the twenty-one red wine, fifty um, yeah. percent Merlot. Literally called red tons, wine, right? which has tons of cachet and low <laughs> can, I, can I have it? I don't yeah. know. Fifty uh, percent Merlot, and then it was twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five each. Um, Cinso, Cinso from the same vineyard, same. and then uh, Carignan. Carignan. 20, 20, Kerrigan, sorry. Kerrigan, Kerrigan, fired. Lodak Kerrigan. Lodak's okay. gonna fire me. Yes. <laughs> so, fire me. so after we got uh, when the when the when the Merlot uh, vineyard came off lease, oh, I was um, I think I was more curious to see what we could do with the Merlot versus Big Brother over there, and um, he, he conv I convinced him that you know let's let's make a barrel or two just to see what we can, what we can do with it. And, you know, so we, we picked the section that we, that we liked in, in the vineyard and, um, farmed that area kind of like we, we farm, mm -hmm. um, stampede. And, um, so in 21, we, um, made a couple of barrels of, of the Merlot and actually turned out, we thought it turned out it's delicious. pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, John, like Merlot, Merlot. I, we, we're not going to do that. I mean, it doesn't fit like right. our Mediterranean ish theme here. What are we going to do with it? So, um, I think it just came to us one night. We're like, Oh, you know, well, Chateau Moussar in Lebanon, right. Um, uh, makes a beautiful wine from uh, Cabernet, uh, Cinso so, and Carignan, right. one third each. But, um, we're like, okay, that would be the only way we can kind of, finagle it to be mediterranean, mediterranean. Yeah. so we you know we did some blending trials and we're like wow it, it really works and totally we're really works. happy really happy totally with the works. outcome would have never you know who'd have ever thought right <laughs> yeah. seriously yeah. you know who's gonna blend the merlot with Cinso and carignan but turned out okay it's, it's brilliant <laughs> it's actually one of my one of my favorite the, wines to drink these days the cachet of lodi merlot <laughs> i've been talking about it for years <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
you know, it, a bit of sarcasm in your voice, Sam. I'm just trying to save myself, I'm trying to recover here. Brian. You know, every time somebody says, you know, grapes grown in the hot Central Valley in places like Lodi, an angel loses their wings somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a uh, the 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 Carignan is from um, a vineyard called Mule Plain, which is actually a pretty old vine Carignan vineyard. A lot a lot of folks source from that vineyard as well. Um, so we were really lucky to get this wine and and fruit and juice. That's delicious. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. So, what? What are what are the prices and of these two wines and are they even available? And, and, I don't think these wines are available. Well, no, but they're gonna be, so they're right. gonna hype it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How do we then, how, how do we many, buy these wines? Yeah. Right. And then how many cases of each of these are there? How, right. How rare are they? Right. So um, the Cinso is twenty eight, twenty dollars a bottle. The red wine is gonna be thirty dollars a bottle. The Zinfandel thirty two. Um, when we get to it. Um, Damn it. You know, to, I know. And um, if you know, is there is there a? Did we like, miss something? No, I mean it's just like we because all, of because of where you are, you can make wines of this quality at that price point. That like we can't do in Sonoma and Napa because the demand on those grapes yeah is higher and the prices are higher yeah um you know it's just everything's more expensive no that makes sense yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's and true. That's great, economic wines at thirty dollars yeah. a bottle, right. like, right. yeah, you know, kills. Yeah, so we haven't launched yet. We do have a website where people can sign up to get info, but we are planning, if all goes it's well, to, to land day. next week uh, okay. on the twenty fifth. I think is Tuesday. So there's still time to sign up for the mailing list. If Thank you're you. listening over the weekend, sign up because the launch is happening. Yeah, perlegoswine. It's in. It's out there now. You have to make it happen now. W- when is this going to be released? Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> and if you didn't hear it, it was perlegoswine.com. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah, stepped so, on that, didn't I? Yeah. Legos wine. And the, for those at home, spell it real quick. Yeah, it's uh, P-E-R, so like one per, two per, per. And then Legos, like the toys, L-E-G-O-S, perlegoswine.com. Perfect. And what is the model for people getting wine? So is it that that they're going to sign up and then when you have a release, you'll send emails out and the first, first come first serve or. Yeah. I think for the first release, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, to, to make a sustainable business, unless you have, you know, you're internationally popular, it's probably hard to be on allocation. <laughs> so, you know, a wine club is probably going to be in our future. I, I right. think for uh, future releases, but for sure. Yeah. It'd be, well, it's going to be, uh, Open to, yeah, it'll be a first come, first serve uh, basis for the initial release. We'll probably subsidize some shipping to get to get it into people's uh, homes uh, faster and sooner. We're hoping to do a, you know, very first like pickup party slash um, um, release, re- future release. Uh, uh, no, well, no, no, a, a pickup party slash um you know, a business launch party, just kind of um, and, and invite the general public on November the 12th, Saturday the 12th. But, you know, in true Jeff and John fashion, we, we we're don't still working on We're that. still working on that. It's a work in progress. That's right. We forced <laughs> you to come thing. on the podcast early, so um, <laughs> no. blame it on us. So, no, no. but these are small productions. So yeah. if you guys are interested, you need to get signed up on the website because the Cinso is like 50 cases barrels. at the most. Yeah, and yeah. the red wine is four barrels. So That's right. Wow. Yeah. 95 cases or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. And what, man... 
I don't know if we're going to go through the rest of them, but what are the other wines that are <laughs> that are no, that are going to please pour me? So what is the total? Yeah, let's get please pour me. What is the what's the total portfolio look like? Yeah, so we have those two wines that we've talked about. This will be the what you're going to taste now is from is a Zinfandel from the Stampede Vineyard that that we made. Cool. Um, you know, all our wines are have you know, like I said, natural acidity, low ish alcohol. This one is probably. I don't know what it says on the label, but 13.9 or 14.0, something like that. It's actually probably 13.7 if I remember correctly. Um, the aromatics it, on the Zen are, man, you guys nailed it. Thank you. Um, then, you know, in the future, we're going to be, you know, we the fourth wine we brought is a Nero Diavola, um, oh, yeah. still in barrel. Love for you guys to try that. We will have some Assyrtico next year. That's available if, if everything goes right. well. We'll have the it's first. It's currently fermenting. Uh, some I think it's it, drying back? up. Okay. So, yeah, some of it's just getting uh, to dryness now. So I, yeah, we wish we could have brought some, but uh, weren't able to bring it. Um, and then you know we have we have plans for other stuff. First, John. but we're we're sticking to you know the Mediterranean in, in general. Yeah, and the only other time, so I've had Nero Diablo from Italy, I believe, and then I think um, the Benzigers were farming a little bit. I don't know where they were getting it from for Imagery Winery, but we had a Nero Diablo um, on the lineup there um, at Imagery. So kind of an unusual, I mean, there can't be a lot of that um, growing in California. How much, how much of the Nero do you have growing in Lodi? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the Nero Vineyard, you know, I know there's some guy up in Clements Hill that's that's got a bunch, um, but this vineyard, and we'll pour. Actually, can we talk about? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about, real let's fast. Let's talk about Stampede. Yeah, yeah we should. You right? know, the history of it, and, and yeah, and also, you know, uh, you sell the grapes. To, uh, talk about, you know, give some shout outs to the to some of your okay buyers and stuff like that. Too. So let, let's do the like past and present uh, buyers. Okay, so obviously uh, Bedrock. Right. Right, so we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them, and that you know, if they didn't work with us, we, like I said, we, we wouldn't be here today. Nobody would, would really know us. But um, Bedrock, we worked with uh, Scolium for a couple years as well. We work with uh, Major Deshay. We work with um, a Lodi winery called Fields Family, who has been with us from the very first vintage that we that we ever that we've um, since we've farmed. had Stampede. So they have wine going back to 2013 which was our first vintage there first Lodi native vintage and first Lodi native it was second Lodi native vintage but first no, one with, with ours with us, yeah. yeah and then um we work with little trouble so friend of the friend of the pod right um we will be here tomorrow i think at least jennifer yeah we're talking about that. oh okay cool next week's episode ladies and gentlemen will be uh <laughs> duck daughter duck daughter the cookbook the cookbook oh the that's cookbook. awesome yeah, yeah. i can't wait to get my hands on that too. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, that's that's why we invited her. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh she, she uh, she's yeah. not Greek, but maybe she'll yeah, be here exactly. too. You know, um, we work with uh, RD Winery mm-hmm. uh, in in Napa. We work with Tank Garage Winery, Calistoga. I don't want to forget anybody. Well, Craig Harmeyer. Uh, I don't want to you know not mention Craig Harmeyer. I mean, He's, Craig was the first time that I'd heard of, uh, or maybe not heard of Stampede, but that's where I became familiar with it because. Brian and I went and did a podcast with him early on at his place. Uh-huh. And he poured I remember, us yes. Stampede. Yeah. And and it was not like Zinfandel that we were well, used to. Well, when we're picking for Rosé, right. for some people, he's picking for Red for himself right. and doing it all right. whole cluster. And somehow it comes out 
way darker than my wine. Really, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment what he does with the fruit. Um, so yeah, Craig Harmeyer, and then he worked with our other vineyard, Cherry House, um, um, from when he was at Revolution Winery, which uh, which is a Sacramento, uh, an urban winery in Sacramento. Uh, Christopher Sellers, where we make um, our wine, he also buys from both of our vineyards, actually. Um, man, I don't want to forget anybody. Jason Driscoll from uh, Ibu, Ibu. Uh, it was his, he had two two brands. One that was is called Tilth, and the other one called Ibu. He's really good. Um, really, he's become a really good friend as well. Oh man, I hate to leave anybody out. Um, That's all right. Don't let Duchesne, us know. Mitchell yeah. Duchesne. If, if, yeah, if, if, if I haven't said, if, if Jeff or John haven't said your name, write a letter. Get ten percent off your grapes next. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, if they haven't said your name, come on the show. With that, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh I, uh, Drake Whitcraft from uh, Santa Barbara, and this year we actually sold a little bit to the Kunin family as well down in Santa right. Barbara. So, um, quite quite a few. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Sabelli. Oh, Adam Sabelli Frisch. Adam okay. from uh, oh, LA. Yeah. Out of LA. Yeah, yeah. out yeah. of LA. Yeah, yeah. He, he's taking some as well. Thanks, John. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot to uh, to juggle on on pick days but uh it's totally worth it though. <laughs> totally worth fun. it. Totally. The the horse trading for who gets what bin and yeah. what row. Yeah. What bin, <laughs> what row, what tractor. What, oh my god, it's What well, one out there it's what vine too, right? I mean there's those, some of those vine those like most of them are these old ancient looking he, he, gnarly take up the back cover of a book kind of vines. Co- right? Correct. Yeah. So the, the grapes were planted, like, like we said, originally in the 1920s and they're not planted, you know, it wasn't lasers around in those days. Okay. So, and so the rows are crooked <laughs> and um, actually the vines are not planted in a square pattern. They're actually planted in a diamond pattern. So if you're if you're standing on a vine, you think there should be a vine at a right angle to you. It's not. It's like up here, but it is straight on the angle. So it was purposeful. It wasn't right. like it was you know misaligned. It was done. It runs parallel to the to the road, um, and I think it was because they planted them ten by ten. So ten in in the row, and then ten at, at a diagonal, to right? So you have to do some uh, a squared plus b squared equals c squared to get the actual. But it's like nine point seven or whatever. Like I did of course, a, we're gonna bring the Pythagorean theorem into this yes, episode. Thank you. <laughs> but I think in the old days, if they laid it out this way, they could disc in three directions because the 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 vineyard was, uh, yeah, it was not irrigated for many years. There's too many dips and swales right, and right. undulations in there to hold water. They yeah, probably one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one one horse and, and plow, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but you can go through direction. That, you have to think about that because there are certainly old vine vineyards where they they disc two ways, right? But three ways, I'm not quite. Yeah, I can't yeah. quite comprehend that. Well, when you guys come out, well, we're, we'll you know when, yeah. when the episode's done, we'll look yeah. at the Google Maps and I'll, and I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. But yeah, you, when, once you're there, you're like, oh, and you have to imagine these vines were really tiny in those days, right? Like now, you right. can never do it. They're right. huge and they're all over the place, right? Um, but anyway, yeah, so it, huh. it's planted to mostly Zinfandel, um, but there's quite a bit of mission in there. Uh, there's some Moved slash Mataro, and there's Bernard. smatterings of, uh, there was some Senso originally. And then we had a kind of a, a major replanting. There was a lot of missing vines um, that we, um, we went back and, and filled in. And so we put in Alicante Boucher, we put in Grenache, some a little bit of petite sirah that we carry, a little bit of this and that, and so 
all in all, we have about 10 different varieties planted there today. But but everything is picked as a field blend. That's right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. going through and Yeah, so, so things. some things are a little... No, I, I know of some wineries that do that. They will not pick the old vines with the, with the young vines. Right. And it's just, uh, you know, yeah, it's no. not in that pay grade man right. i don't know it's it'd be too difficult no we work it. with some very cool wineries they just are, are happy just to, to get their fruit from there and we're right. happy to, to sell it and, to yeah them. And, and, and it'd be a nightmare and, and so the pick. the sections of That's blocks cool are slightly different have That's you guys right. identified like different blocks of the older blocks that you like differently than others or has it not gotten that deep yet? oh it's, it's all the best <laughs> <laughs> No, um, the the West Side, of course, <laughs> right? It's all great. It's uh, all, no, the the West it's Side East Lodi. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's great. It's it's a field blend. So you know, some things are going to be a little bit riper than other things, right? That's right. part for the course. We do our best to try to triangulate everything and try to get everything to, to mature I, I, evenly. I, I, I was I was I was mainly asking more of like different wineries get a different section yeah, every yeah. year. No, no, I, I and, I'm just trying to be smart ass. Yeah. yeah. No, you're good. At uh, thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, Major Deche really gets that whole first like th them and um, uh, Harmeyer, uh, Craig Harmeyer get the uh, again direction here. East side, like the east 15 rows. And then we kind of, you know, and Tank gets like the very, very west end eight, eight rows. And then everyone else just kind of somewhere in between there. Right. Yeah. First in. First in, got the first well, choice. and He who gets his bins there first on picking day, <laughs> oh. go on the first tractor. Right. And those who decide to come a couple hours later, and they know who they are, um, they, they just go in when they, when they get there. Okay. <laughs> John. Show up early and bring coffee and donuts too, right? Oh, it helps, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, you know the whole thing about if you don't show up on time, is that you better have donuts with you. That's right. Because if you're not on time, the only reason you would ever be late is because you were stopping for donuts for everybody. Is that a good ooh? I would, I would rather, I'd rather, I'd rather they <laughs> get there on time and don't bring donuts so we could keep yeah, going. Exactly. <laughs> on a pick, especially when you're picking at, this year we ended up picking at three in the morning because it was uh, yeah, because of the heat. So right. Yeah, and we're not really set up for night picks in the letter too much. I mean, not a lot of people have the right equipment to do really solid night picks. I mean, yes, people can wear headlamps, but... You know, picking uh, head any head pruned vineyard vine in even with a headlamp is difficult. There's so much fruit that just you can't see it. It's hard to see, and a lot of stuff gets left behind. So we try to not do that. We usually go at first light, uh, and so we really, you know, really like it when the bins are there early. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or you have a, a really pissed off crew, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, the color on this wine is amazing. I think of. So there's a couple um, varieties that I think in terms of like blue fruit and um, uh -huh. Nero is one of them. And I guess Malbec would be the other one, but different, um, I guess, called strengths. But um, yeah, the what people think of a blueberry, when you think of a blueberry and you think of blue fruit, yeah. you're thinking of the skin. Yeah. Um, when actually the inside is just like a grape is, is yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, I guess what, what Brian's talking about is the, the Nero Diablo that we just poured. It was, it's still in barrel, so we went and grabbed a barrel sample of this yesterday. Yeah. So what's the vintage? Uh, this 20, is a 21. 21. And, um, you know, uh, there's a, you know, a, a young man and his father-in-law who um, planted this, um, you know, planted a vineyard in, the, in a family plot just kind of just north of Victor, north of the of, of the McCallany River, still kind of the address is loaded, but of course it's in the country. Um 
and it's a it's an eight acre vineyard and he's got several varieties that he's planted but um, he planted one acre of Nero Diavola and we were searching and I knew he had planted um, a bunch of you know he planted a, a couple some whites and some you know a smattering of of um kind of we were looking for more mediterranean grapes let's just put it that way and um you know we we called for for one for something that was uh already taken but he had some uh, narrow diavolo available and we said "Ah, why the hell not i mean it fits fits what we want we love the one we don't know what we would do in lodi but um this vineyard since it was planted uh, has been farmed organically no till and even irrigation is on solar, so it's off the grid as well. Yeah. Meticulously, meticulously farmed. Um, you know, we know, you know, his father-in-law, like his um, his father-in-law's mom, and like my dad were friends from when my dad first came from Greece. They've known, we've known the family my, our entire lives, so we have that that connection. Uh, his name is Jake Devine. Hope I am pronouncing that that correctly, but uh, he was a chef. He and his wife, his wife's a pastry chef. He's a chef, and they were both in New York, and they worked at a lot of fancy places, and decided to move home. Um, so he's originally from Folsom. She's from Lodi, and um, they farmed this vineyard and some orange muscat. And he's actually putting in some Spanish varieties, some these obscure Spanish varieties. So that list of 150 grapes that's in this book, it's going to go to like yeah, you know. One uh, one seventy five or something, but anyway, um, so you know this narrow D is planted on one hundred one fourteen rootstock, and Sam, so that your eye should pop up there because it's probably not the the best rootstock choice for Lodi, just because yeah. of the high demand for water. And but I mean, I can't argue with these results. It makes them. I mean, that rootstock is an amazing rootstock. I mean, everything that that I've had that grows on it. Turned out we pretty well. We have some Grenache on it. We don't. We don't use I, a lot of it uh-huh. anymore, especially because of the yeah. water it needs. Yeah, but I, I was really like scared for it, you know, because it it looked yeah. scraggly, this and that. But I mean, we're really happy with the way that this wine turned out. I, I mean, again, I, and and I don't know if this is aromatically like it's it's beautiful. It's mm. just you know the Zinfandel, the Cinso, this they're all just really pop out of the mm-hmm. out of the glass and. Um, whether that's Lodi or, um, you know, just the variety showing themselves really well. Very well done. Beautiful wine. Thank you. Yeah. This wine's probably sitting at, I think, 12 and a half alcohol, probably 3.2 pH. Like, he nailed it. Like, yeah. and he nailed it this year, too. Like, he, he he's he's a really good farmer. And so we're really happy with where this turned out. But it's quite a big wine. It's really tanky, right? It's got a lot of tannin. And it needs some time to to mellow out. Yeah, and I haven't had a lot of this variety. I mean, is that a typical characteristic of it? I mean, either I, any of you guys? Yeah, Ryan? I mean, yeah. Well, we we, one, we can ask the sommelier, but what's a wine that would age as well? Uh, yeah, definitely tannic. Yeah, um, grow I mean, a lot of it in Sicily. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, it seems varietally correct mm-hmm. for sure, but. There is something that I think all the wines have this aromatic signature that is different than anything around here for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, nods towards terroir. And you know, the interesting thing about Lodi is it's not an emerging wine region in any stretch of the imagination. It's, you know, people have been growing grapes there for 100 years. Yeah. It just seems like we're now getting into the potential of 
you know, getting out of just production. Correct. Zinfandel and Merlot. Yeah. And it- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to like, you yeah. know, really sort of focus on these interesting to our driven yeah, totally. uh, yeah maybe yeah, uh, vineyards and varieties yeah yeah well thank you um you know you you earn your way into a reputation and you got to earn your way out of it and so i think well, I mean, we'd like to think we're part of a big group of people that's trying to to affect change uh in in the area and um you know, we wanted. Can we talk about the book for a second sure. before we drink yeah, the, yeah. the last wine? Yeah. And so, yeah, we we, we brought the guys. Uh, smell oh, sure. Okay. Randy Caparoso's uh, book called Lodi exclamation mark The Definitive Guide in History of America's Largest Wine Growing Region. So, um, if you maybe you know, those unfamiliar with Randy, Randy Caparoso is originally from Hawaii. He was part of. He's a you know a sommelier since the ni- late 1970s. He was part of the ownership group that started um, Roy's restaurants in Hawaii. Oh, so, yeah. so he's yeah, and you know, opened twenty five whatever, however many restaurants. And since two thousand and twelve, he's <laughs> trying to save that for himself. He did a rinse and then he never came back. There's so much that goes on with the people. Touch don't me see in it. the morning and walk away. <laughs> why one of the many reasons that it's a radio show and not a tv show <laughs> Ooh, this smells good and um so he's is you know since 2010 he has been working with the uh, lodi wine commission he writes the lodi wine blog and he's a prolific photographer writer writes the psalm journal and you know he's kind of our you know terroir whisper in lodi our 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 True North, our, our compass. I mean, he certainly will. seems to be the the biggest or one of the top uh, people speaking out about Lodi. I mean, promoting it. Right. Um, he's all over the place, yeah, the, and it's all about Lodi. Yeah, and that, that's I mean, that's part of his his role within the Wine Commission as well. So right. they work in you know together to um, we, we host a lot of people. They, they host sommeliers throughout the year. They host. Um, um, uh, Instagram uh, influencers, influencers, you know, uh, like you're still, <laughs> um, and and this and, and a lot of other groups that come down. Usually, right? you know, if you've ever been on one, if you're listening and you've been on one of those, you, of course you know Randy because he's the one that's uh, um, taking you over, hosting all the tastings and all of that. And he's a great educator. Um. Anyway, book, so, I mean, so the book is also it's impressive. Just I mean, it's a it's gigantic yes the photos are beautiful yeah, the layout are. is amazing the section that's just you know all the different growers the 100 and plus varieties uh, you know there's something you know you don't have to be somebody who knows anything about lodi to want to have a copy of this book and flip if you're somebody who cares about wine or grapes right. doesn't matter it, it's it's it makes a beautiful coffee encyclop- table book yeah oh yeah in that way yeah and no one's ever written a book about Lodi like this ever. That's what I was going to ask. This is an amazing is, accomplishment. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And, and Bart and I got some great photos when we went. And I see some similar type photos in here, like of the old um, produce boxes. Yes. You know what I mean? The, 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 there's just such a great history to Lodi. And it's it's cool to see um, it all in one place like that. Yeah. And it's available. I think it's from the, the Kitchen Press, if anyone wants to go out and buy it. I think that's the publisher from that. Yeah. Kitchen Kitchen Cinco Ki- Press. Okay. But anyway. 
All right, and let's... is Lodi exclamation point. Yes. I think if you Googled Lodi exclamation point book. Randy Caparoso. There you go. C-A-P-A-R-O-S-O. Yeah. And we brought this because we, you know, we wanted to represent our city as well when we came here because there's not a lot of opportunities for wineries from Lodi to, to come on shows yeah. like this and podcasts in general. We don't get a lot of folks, you know, in... in Broadcast and podcast land coming out, so we wanted to represent our city, not just ourselves. When we came here, so well, hopefully we do the like the, the, the Lodi. yeah, give me like the like why go visit Lodi. I mean, give me the 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 Chamber of Commerce Visitors Bureau, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah so I mean, you like, know, like what's going on? Uh, what is it the hype, hype the whole everything. Yeah, yeah. For well, yeah. It's, the, it's the history of wine. Right. I mean. Yeah, so I mean, first grapes I think were planted in 1860s in Lodi. Um, we have the oldest Cinso vineyard in the world that's planted in Lodi, 1886, the Bechtold Vineyard, which yeah. m- many uh, many a star make wine out of. Um, it's probably got the most, not probably, it does have the most acreage of old vines um, in the, in the state and in the country, uh, for sure. Um, there's a lot of there's like 85 boutique wineries. Of course, it has all the 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 big conglomerates, which you can go and visit, but it's got a ton, a ton of 85 uh, local boutique wineries that, that you can visit. And, you know, a, a gazillion uh, small, young and hip people are making wine from, from grapes grown in, in the area. And, and one thing about that is that a lot of those small boutique wineries are growers who decided to start their own projects because they didn't want to deal with the big wineries. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So they're a all family of, owned yeah. and, um, and not not Correct. unlike here, where it was growers that kind of got into the wine business. Yeah, same same thing. It's just kind of just more recently, you know, happening. And then there's a lot of small cool kids coming from Sonoma and Napa that are coming out, and and other parts of the state that are making uh, wine from our area. So, like I said, like the best thing that happened was you know Napa Cabernet. <laughs> I think <laughs> one of the best things. And and I think the you know, Lodi Wine Commission had big impact in improving the way we all farm, uh, way we think about things. You know putting you know lodi um a little bit more on the on the map and i think books like this really help yeah. as well um you know the restaurant scene is changing and improving we have a a great uh we have a, a great restaurant called guantonio's that all everybody's have, going everybody goes to a good wine-centered place yeah. and we have a fantastic bakery now too i think that would rival um you know the the, the folks that started that bakery were originally uh, a couple that worked in um Tartine in San Francisco, and so they moved to Lodi because they had family and they started their own, you know, bakery there. So we have this world-class bakery in Little Lodi. It's it's amazing for John and I to think like this is not the same town that we grew up in and right. ran from yeah. as kids. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's totally different and totally changed. And you know, it's, the scene is really cool and and just up and to the right, um, it's just much different than it used to be. And and sorry, guys, to your point earlier, if you were looking for a really high quality wine at a really good price, I've I've been buying bokish wines at Uh Bottle Barn um, forever because I'm an everyday wine drinker. So I like getting something that I can spend $13, $14 on and and take home and be fantastic person, fantastic family, great wine growers, great. Growers and great uh, vintners as well. So yeah. Clemens Hills, right? Clemens Hills, yeah, yeah. Actually, just down the street from the Cinso Vineyard um, is where his his shop is. Very, very Rolly Hills, uh, amazing place as well. Um, but and they came on a show, right? When a Zoom show, didn't they? So no, Marcus. So when we were with Didn't hanging out something? with Tegan, we 
flew by Marcus's house and I think like his mother-in-law was there and so he couldn't spend a lot of time with us. But we literally were like recording out in the driveway um, and he's like, I got to get back in the house. My mother-in-law's there. So, or, or, Man, I would I, spend more time outside. I have to add. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 no, but... Oh, you guys want to go to the vineyard? Yeah, let's go to the vineyard. <laughs> no, but Brian, don't you remember when we did, uh, during COVID, when we were doing all Zoom, and remember yeah, we had, and, and Marcus couldn't come on, but his cellar master room. or the taste room, somebody uh, came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, we had... Different people in different places. That episode, yeah, some episode yeah. during the we won't reference some Zoom it, episode. But, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. It was in the if life we were, of if Zoom. If we were Levy Dalton, we'd have a clip from that one that we could splice in here, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> in the next life, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so, so we're all excited about this wine because yes, we this saw one we can't get we saw a white wine on the table when you first arrived, yes. and we normally would. As start there. Normal Correct. people do start with white and move to red, but yeah. you said no. There's nothing normal about us. This <laughs> is. <laughs> we wanted to thank, save it for last because. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we saved it for last just because it's not going to be available to the general public yet. But we wanted to show you, show it to you guys. Wait, so not to the general public. What yes. about people that are going We're on this podcasters. weekend and signing on to get wine from you? Yeah. We should probably have a couple of uh, bottles open for people okay, to taste. Okay, so there's a teaser for yeah. the first 10 people that sign up on that. I don't know how you're going to track all this. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to pour to that event that they just announced that they haven't planned yet. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, so this is a grape variety called Vidiano. It's, it's a Greek variety that's native to the island of Crete, so way, way south uh, in the Mediterranean, the Aegean. Very big island called Crete, and this is um, kind of like their Assyrtiko. So those that are familiar with Assyrtiko know how uh, how aromatic and how um, singular that is. And I think this is going to be um, Greece's next big great white. There's a, a few other varieties that would I, you know, could challenge that as well, but I think this could be hmm. a variety that really challenges um, Assyrtiko for top spot or a, a close second. Let's put it that and way. So, what is it that you really like about it that you decided that this is something you wanted to play around with? Well, I mean, we have like you know, there's a, a lot of people in Northern California that are from Crete originally, so we have a lot of influence, um, you know, from them <laughs> culturally, <laughs> just within our culture, and um, and they're, they're they're almost like it's almost like the Sicily of Greece in a way, like they're first right? Right. right it's a it's it's an island nation first and then part of of greece so they have they have their own local culture um they of course language is the same um you know food is same but different and they have a lot of native varieties actually and this white wine i think is one of the most distinctive that they have it's um you know it's not i can but it's almost kind of like a maybe like a rasan marsan type mm -hmm. of um you know it's can be real textural very yeah right. aromatically and and textural and it's just it's just really delicious it had, has some of the um some of the oldest vines on the island are planted to this variety so it's it's been around a while and um they do make you, some great wines do you think that there's some parallels sort of climate wise from where you're growing this in lodi to to crete in a way that maybe estertico doesn't doesn't kind of connect in the same way or? yeah i mean a surgical grows obviously in santorini where it's 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 hot and dry yeah. and um which we have that parallel i mean right. obviously we don't have the volcanic soils that they have there um but climactically yes um and i mean this is kind of grown all over crete but i think the best examples are grown up in the mountains okay. of crete and in crete is really hot right. <laughs> yeah, but in mountains are much cooler so i think you know it that the mount the altitude tempers 
the climate quite a bit. So, um, you know, hot days, cool nights types right, of thing. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I, th I think, I think there is a, a parallel you know, weather wise soils, of course, are going to be different. So right. it's, I don't expect it to taste the same, obviously. Right. Um, I expect it to taste a little bit more of that California sunshine, but, uh, I don't know, you tell me. I don't know, you guys, what do you It's think? great. It yeah. reminds I mean, I me of... I don't have any... Uh, there's no frame of... I've never yeah. had... This is my first... Vidiano. Uh, Vidiano. <laughs> what it reminds me of is... It reminds me of white Cotarones. Mm -hmm. It's... Um, and it, and I always use the term pool water, and people don't know what I'm talking about. I don't mean that in a negative way. I uh -huh. mean that as a kid, the next door neighbors had a pool, like the cement pool. And when you would get out of the pool on a hot day and then you'd lay on the hot cement, there was this yeah. aroma that came out of the out of the concrete or out of that cement. That, mm -hmm. that um, And so I, that's like a total childhood memory. And I get that out of this wine in mm -hmm. the aromatics. It's got that. So I'm assuming there's, that's there's like a salinity and minerality. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Brian? It's because you're a swim parent and you're around <laughs> the pool. And that's what it is. So it is a familiar because I get the same thing. And that's what I liken it to. So yeah, we brought this. I mean, you know, it sucks that you know not a lot of people are going to get to taste it yet. We're planning to plant more of it very soon. And How so much of it do you have growing right now? Uh, no. you, you don't count in acres; you count in vines. <laughs> right? How many vines do you have? <laughs> Probably like thirty vines or something okay. like that. It's not oh, wow. not very much, so okay. it's not much available. So uh, but made, it was you made a test. This bottle and like three others, or yeah, you know? right? Wow. So it was it was a test, and uh, we've made it two years in a row now. But this is the it's it's non vintage just because we just wanted a one run at the, at the right. we planted. We wanted to see what it, what it would do <laughs> if, we, yeah. if it could be grown here right. before we commit. To is this the first planting of VDNO yeah, in, the, in, in the country? Like, I think yeah, other than know, maybe um, Davis has some. Right. Obviously, some vines because I mean we, you had to get it from somewhere. We got it from Davis okay. back when they sold. Um, potted vines they don't sell potted vines yeah. anymore so we but we bought potted vines right. and um you know it's unrooted and we planted it and um and we were really happy with the results i think there's potential for it totally here and now is it ever going to catch on like chardonnay no but there's a place for it for niche people like what we're trying to yeah. do and yeah. maybe some others as well but, yeah but we again we just we wanted to be different right. do something different um and do something that's familiar that's because right. we know this wine and we wanted you know more people to to try it and yeah totally yeah. add to the list of varieties grown yeah varieties. <laughs> yeah it starts with a v it's going to be at the back of the list alphabetically <laughs> randy's going to have to put out a second edition I know. of the book already totally he may i think he has this in there maybe <laughs> okay. it's we squeezed it in right at I think the he, end yeah just at the end it's, just it's at mentioned the end. in that sam like, this is what we list under other whites other whites other exactly <laughs> the kiss of death you other, can't go down to the yeah. no other whites is actually one of my favorite categories M well me too but it's not chardonnay it's not sauvignon blanc it's not viognier yeah. it's in that weird yeah. space where it's yeah. it's yeah. unique and delicious it's really prolific too Bart and, uh, well, yeah, and huge clusters, huge clusters to, enough to have some. Huh. Yeah, right. yeah, it's huge, huge, huge clusters. Lots of berries on there. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it's it's a farmer's <laughs> dream. Expect a call from uh, Hardy Wallace next week, <laughs> wondering if he can get any. <laughs> he yeah, wants so what, fifteen vines. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, we wanted to bring it to you know to, for you guys to taste it and, and try it. No one else has really tried it except us and you know whoever's in the winery when we're, we're at the winery with us and. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the lineup, the branding, it's it's sort of deftly walking the lines of, you know, between the, the nod to the Greek heritage and, and the Lodi heritage, which um, isn't something that gets talked about enough in California wine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how much 
how much of California wine is grown in, you know, San Joaquin County. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of it. Yeah. Quite right? a bit of it. So. Yeah. Well, Probably I mean, like 40% of the state's output, I think. Really? It's a lot of, yeah. It's quite a bit. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, me either. Well, and, so and Greek wines are actually have a little resurgence. I mean, people are yes. um, um, searching out um, specifically Greek whites. Yeah. Uh, well, right a now. lot of people are traveling to Greece these days, like right. a lot. Oh, like, no, yeah. no way, Retina. I have, uh, I have some. <laughs> I got some, some box somewhere. I, I have some Retina made from um, uh, from a Sirtico, actually, that I haven't tried yet, but I'm dying to try. Um, I should have brought that, but... Um, there's but nah. i'm not i'm not a big i'm not a big fan though. for those of uh, at home retina's basically is like fermented with pine tar pine salt right yeah pine salt <laughs> so pine like, resin they add pine, pine resin, resin as a preservative oh, yeah. yeah uh and it's like an ancient wow. thing it's not right. like, it's the like first the, some of the oldest wines in the yeah, world yeah they put way, pine right. resin just so it would, right. before there was so too Wow, we should do a tasting with that. And what is that stuff you have uh, here from Chicago? The <laughs> Malort? The Malort. Is that like a parting gift everyone gets when they leave the podcast? We, we, that's that's not similar yet totally different. We, we, have, we have enough. <laughs> Actually, every bottle that we've opened has the exact same amount drank out of it. <laughs> like, we opened it, we poured a couple, and we're like, all right, we'll hide that away. But, but I'm wondering, Next, why did you open a second bottle? Because I couldn't, because somebody hid the other ones. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> oh Can we man! Talk about the label just real quick? Sure. So, yeah, just curious about what would you know what the thought process was behind the label and what the little uh, marking on the on the top there. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll let John do that. Well, the label. I mean, we're all about family, right? And Jeff and I both have two uh, wonderful children. We both have daughters, and and our, we both have our older ones as daughters and our younger ones as sons. And so there's four of them and you'll notice there's four P's in, in the label and one P is for each of those little, little guys. Little so for the li little perlay guys, I guess, perlay guys. Perlay guys. <laughs> so yeah, we want, you know, we wanted to put a little bit of, of the whole family in there, you know, in tribute to our, our parents. So the name came from the Prolegos name came from dad and mom. And, you know, we just wanted to just to be um, to give recognition to where recognition is due and to why, why, why we're able to do what we can, where we're doing now. So, yeah. And then on the back, we, we have a little oh, yeah. uh, evil eye as well. The, the Greek the czar, <laughs> if you will, if you, those who are familiar uh, with it. No, what is, no. So um, oh, yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen that. I've seen that image before. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's symbol. it's it's a symbol. I mean, it dates back to antiquity, like right. sixth century BC, all over. Not just you know, it's 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 all over uh, the Mediterranean and Asia Minor as well, as a symbol to kind of you know, it's a spiritual thing to kind of ward off, um, you know, haters basically, right? Uh, just right. ward off um, evil. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, false compliments, uh, too much admiration. There's all this whole belief in the ancient ancient time, and people still kind of yeah. kind of buy into it too. That if you admire something too much, or if you hate on something, or if you give somebody you know a compliment, even though you're you don't mean it, mm -hmm. uh, you kind of pass on this bad this bad vibe to them. And the the, the evil eye is supposed to be there to distract you and kind of deflect it back to you in, in a way. And so bless their heart. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's quite popular now, right? You see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you thought it looked cool. No, it does look cool. It's part of a little yeah. bit of the Greek heritage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then on the VDNO, you almost have like a mosaic tile on the, um, no, we do have a mosaic. Yeah. Tile that's the, a, yeah. our white wine label will look yeah. something like that with a, a little bit of mosaic on the top. Again, a node to the, to the, to the region, to the basin. Mediterranean basin. Yeah, it's a beautiful label. 
Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. So, yeah. So, sign up on the mailing list. Right. Yeah. Which you find at perlegoswine.com. You can follow us on Instagram at perlegos underscore wine. Uh, I'm at at Zinyard, Z-I-N-Y-A-R-D. And John? At John... Oh one two two seven four. <laughs> Very original. Sounds really into Instagram. You're on Instagram yeah. all the time, huh? I'm no. always on Instagram. <laughs> you running the accounts? Yeah, of course. <laughs> now we really want to thank you guys for for having us. I mean, like like I said, there's not a lot of folks from Lodi that get this opportunity, and we um, you know, we 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 hope that folks will, will not one not just sign up for for our list, but also. You know, seek out some of the other Lodi wines or find out, learn more about um, our region and, and our area and buy the book, buy Randy's book. Um, yeah, the book, I mean, the book is the book is stunning. Yeah. yeah. And so are the wines. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice job, guys. I mean, so uh, Brian and I have talked about that, you know, heading back out that way. Um, it is fun to go out and so go out, uh, out let's, there and let's actually set up a see tour. places. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it's just a hour plus down Highway 12 a little bit, right? An hour and a half, two hours out there. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, it all depends. And it's a. I love that drive through. The, the, I've always wanted to stop at the west. It's at the Western Railroad Museum. Yes, yes. Have you ever yes. been there? I want to take. No. I want to take the boys. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We, should, we should all just meet there with the kids, right. and then and then keep going to Lodi. Uh, good plan. Right. We, have, <laughs> we have a play date. Highway, a Highway Twelve exploration. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the next book oh, on, on Highway Twelve. All the. I mean, there's an episode. Think about all the, the Jelly Bean Museum. Or the factory. <laughs> I have I have been there. <laughs> I have been to the Jolly Valley Museum. Uh, but I mean, think about all the wine that's grown on Highway 12. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Even uh, all the way out to Amador, right? right? It goes to yeah. Amador. Totally. So it's nonstop. There's yeah. so many. And then Sam, I, I thought it was really cool the other day to see um, all the kids out at Will Buckland's place. Um, that uh, that was yeah. Um, I don't know exactly who all was out there. I know. Um, but I saw all the kids kind of doing the second pick. Um, <laughs> you see, you know, anywhere from what three to eight year olds out there. Um, they were all younger than that. It was it was, the oldest would have been. Well, uh, it was so it was um, Althea, and then Emily and Cody Rasmussen's boy. Uh, the, Drew didn't. I don't know what Drew was doing, but it was uh, uh, Caleb Cal who was actually born the day before Althea, and then um, baby baby Joel Peterson, uh, JP. JP Twain Peterson. I don't know if they call him that. The next um, generation out there. <laughs> Morgan and Kate's baby. Yeah. Uh, who's, I guess he's two now. Um, and they, he was dragging the bucket. And um, <laughs> and I think Althea was just telling everybody what to do. Yep. But the, that moment where, where, where JP and Althea were like reaching for the same cluster. Uh, and I, you know, it's under the vine captured that. It was definitely a, um, a special moment affirming. Yeah. Uh, you know that next generation out there at at old hill yeah. running around in those vines you know the that what six generations of little kids are running around now the competition uh, for fruit just yeah exactly uh, trickles down <laughs> right? all the way to everybody just start a young yeah. right yeah. <laughs> those, <laughs> get it out the schoolyard battles <laughs> playing out in real life um and then we got a couple um really good podcasts coming up i know um jennifer reichart from raft and also right. uh, little right. trouble Right. Um, we'll be here. We're gonna get um, um, get her on the podcast, and then Bart. I saw that you locked down um, Heidi, who took over um, at Mary Edwards for Mary Edwards, and we got and we got um, Artie Johnson before that. Oh Jesus, Artie Johnson! I dream right. about his rosé. He doesn't make rosé anymore. 
What the hell? I know. Well, we'll we'll pull. I have a bunch. We'll pull some out. Thank you. I have a bunch of his wines. So. And he's been like wanting to do this because we had you know we had him on Zoom Life right. podcast uh, at some point, and he's been he's been chomping at the bit to get in here. So and he makes his cool. wine in Sonoma now. So ah, yeah. nice. And then I know James Joyner is um is planting a seed of a future podcast, and maybe we can get some feedback. Um, we're thinking uh, the other day he happened to find some Hello Kitty Pinot Noir oh, yeah. online uh, for a dollar a bottle. So I think he bought, I don't know how many cases. He bought a case, he said. He bought a case and he thought- I, Shipping was more than the wine. He yeah. thought it would be fun for us to do a show <laughs> where we brought on all the kind of like uh, novelty right, gimmick. All the, the, the gimmick uh, wines. The 19 yeah. Crimes and the Hello Kitties and the awesome. Martha Stewart and or whatever. And the, well, the, and the Grateful Dead wine. There's a there's a Grateful Dead I Cobra, know you know. I that. Yeah. Okay, so just you if, you, know, if you see one out there, let us know. Let us know. We, we need to start um, getting a compilation together. Yeah, we're, we're going to open all. The, it'll be our. It'll be our holiday gag gift buying, and or maybe we'll do it as a white elephant uh, <laughs> wine tasting. Yeah, there will probably be Malort on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Malort will be the king of the gag gifts. <laughs> Sorry, Angelo. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we've gotten a lot of the gift that keeps on that. coming back. Right. <laughs> keeps on being right. returned. Okay. Perlegoswine.com. P-E-R-L-E-G-O-S. Perlegoswine.com. And Zinyard is a great follow on Instagram, it too. Is. The, the Vineyard pictures. Thanks, guys. John, I don't know if I follow John. Eight, Probably eight, not. Eight, eight nine <laughs> seven four three. Uh, eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. Great follow. Also, we're, 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 we're aging ourselves now. One day you're gonna. One day you're gonna put a profile picture up there. I swear. <laughs> just an egg on Twitter, like exactly. Twitter egg, yeah. the old Twitter eggs. <laughs> All right, you guys. We're gonna end on an upswing here. We'll see you next <laughs> week. <God. laughs>